0: Hi everyone, it's John and Ben, and welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985, Santa Claus the movie, one minute at a time, and this week we are on minute number 65. This minute and the next couple minutes following this, we get to spend a lot of time with just Patch and BZ, Dudley Moore and John Lithgow just playing off of each other, and it's just a lot of fun to watch. I don't know how it'll translate to audio form, but we'll try our best.
1: (laughs) Right. We'll try our
0: best to paint the picture with our words. (laughs) Do you have anything to kick off the show, or should we just dive into the minute?
1: We could just dive right in.
0: Okay, so as you may remember, we left off in minute 64 with Patch demonstrating how he'd simply vanish if anyone else would come in the room with him and BZ. And here we see him. He's disappeared already, but we still hear him say, like, you don't don't see him, but we hear his voice saying, like this. Like this. BZ looks around his office for Patch, and then Patch magically poofs and reappears sitting inside one of BZ's bookshelves. Patch comments how uncomfortable it is and disappears again.
1: Hi. (laughs) It's a bit uncomfortable in here.
0: Now, we talked about this a bit last week and how Patch has the ability now to poof in and out of places. Right. A, a, um, a skill or a magical ability previously we'd only seen used by Santa Claus.
1: Right. We didn't know the elves could do this until now.
0: So my theory, my, this is what I believe. I believe that the only reason Patch can do this, and he wasn't doing it before, is because he is in possession of Stardust, the magical reindeer dust. It has obviously more purpose than just making people float and fly. It can also do this poofing thing if you know how to control it, apparently.
1: Where is his knapsack with his Stardust?
0: He must be keeping it in, like, a pocket or something.
1: Because he had his, you know, bat with the the handkerchief all tied up with the... With the stardust, and he had it when he was in front of the store. And it kind of made you think that he just popped right into BZ's place.
0: I think it it could be, the stick could be just leaning up against a wall just off screen. (laughs)
1: Okay. And the
0: actual bundle of magical stardust, it could be under his hat. Uh It could be inside one of his inner coat pockets.
1: Um, He has way more than what's going to fit in his... Pockets.
0: He has enough on his possession. Oh, okay. He okay. Ha- maybe in a little baggie or something. Okay. He-, he has enough in his possession to poof in and out because he needs something to convince BZ that he is really an elf. Mm-hmm. He needs something magical or else BZ is just going to think he's an escaped lunatic or something.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and I know you have commented how seamless the p- popping in and out is. Effects are in this scene.
1: Yes, I uh, I can't believe that they were able to do this so well that you can't even tell what's happening. You know,
0: it's fun watching Beasley rushing over to where Patch was sitting in that little square area of that bookshelf, and he's like looking at the sides and frantically looking around, and then Patch poofs behind him what's he sitting on another desk or yeah it's like ven- a long
1: like a long filing cabinet
0: you know Oh yeah i guess i could see that i didn't know if those were like vents or something mm-hmm. in the wall there where he's sitting patch is clearly having fun uh, messing around with bz yeah he's giggling <laughs> over here <laughs> how did you do that <laughs> listen you make toys right Beezy nervously responds. Are you uh, (laughs) from the Federal Trade Commission? No, I'm from the North Pole. I'm sure is an agency that Beezy's probably had run-ins many times in the past.
1: It's probably who brought him into the Senate subcommittee meeting.
0: Oh, probably. So just a sidebar for any of our UK listeners. The uh, Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC, is an independent agency of the US government whose principal mission is to enforce U.S. Civil Antitrust Law, and Promotion of Consumer Protection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I just knew that offhand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was not reading off of anything.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're reading off their website. Like, this is what we do. <laughs> this is who we are.
0: So I can only assume Patch uh, must think the Federal Trade Commission is a place like the North Pole.
1: Yeah, or he just has no idea what it is, and he's just like, "Well, that's obviously not me. I'm from that, the North Pole. Yeah, I don't that, know that's what that, where that I'm is." From. Yeah.
0: And then it's fun watching John Lithgow. Another, another brilliant little touch um, from Lithgow. He breathes a sigh of relief. Beezy breathes like a, he's holding his chest and goes like oh, mm-hmm. when he finds out that patch is not, in fact, from the FTC.
1: In the book, it says BZ frowned, his relief changing instantly back into prickling irritation. When he says, look, Junior, I've got enough on my mind without having to deal with an escaped lunatic.
0: I think it's funny that BZ calls Patch uh, Junior, when in real life John Lithgow, in this movie, was ten years younger than (laughs) Dudley Moore.
1: (laughs) That's probably just, like, a thing, you know... Like, Dudley is so much smaller than mm-hmm. than John Lithgow is. You know what I mean? Like, their size difference is so different. Who cares about their age? Like, Dudley Moore is a junior compared <laughs> to John
0: Lithgow. Well, I, we might as well talk about it now. But in this scene, I feel like there there must have been different, like, maybe steps or elevation of the stage. Mm-hmm. Because in this scene, Lithgow, like, towers over uh dudley moore i know dudley moore was a short guy in real life mm-hmm. but i don't think the height difference was this much i think they needed it so bz was like towering over
1: made um, it look like he yeah was so much a lot talent. bigger
0: it almost looks like there is a step up here to the area where his desk is
1: there is that is that is designed i talked about that last minute mm-hmm. about how his desk is, was up on a platform so that everyone who came in would automatically be in a weaker stance. Oh, yes, stance. that's
0: right. That's yeah. That's right. But so,
1: between that desk, it could be that there's a height difference, you know, behind the desk. There could be a step that we can't see right there as well. That is making the, you know what I mean? That's kind of helping with that illusion.
0: So Patch takes no offense at being called an escaped lunatic. He is just amazed that BZ knew that he had escaped. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't even know if he... Escaped is the right word to use. He ran away from the North Pole. He makes it sound like he's being held hostage by Santa. (laughs) All those years, so so L's been holding me hostage. I've managed to escape. I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that that was the correct terminology. Probably just worked best with the movie, though. You know, like, mm-hmm. instead of saying, how'd you know I ran away? You know, it was easier to just say, how did you know I escaped when he said that? Probably just flow. The flow was better.
0: Yeah, it flows better. I I suppose Pat, uh, BZ could have set it up as a runaway lunatic or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. How did you know I ran away? Yeah. Junior, I've got enough on my mind without having to deal with an escaped lunatic. How did you
1: know I escaped?
0: But I suppose an escaped lunatic is... uh more of a
1: natural phrase. Yeah. yeah.
0: BZ asks, what are you? Setting patch up for a... Isn't it elf explanatory?
1: All elf puns are like this.
0: <laughs> yes, every single elf pun in the movie so far, and I believe throughout the rest of the movie... It's just a pun on the word self.
1: Yeah. They weren't like super creative about it, but.
0: <laughs> they were just sitting around. Okay, what's every self word we can yeah. think of that we can yeah. replace with elf?
1: Yep, I think and, so. and I think
0: they must have hit between the book and the comic book. And the movie, they must have hit every single one of them.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And they managed to squeeze one more in here. I'm not going to spoil it yet, but they do manage to squeeze one more elf pun into this minute before we uh, close out.
1: What are you? Well, isn't it elf explanatory? How's that? I'm an elf, an elf, yes.
0: And then, I know we've talked about this before in a past episode too, back when Joe referenced the tooth fairy, Mm -hmm. but here's the moment where Patch says he's an elf. And BZ goes, an elf? You mean, like a fairy? You mean, like, a fairy? No,
1: I'm not a fairy. I'm an elf.
0: And and BZ seems pretty fascinated with fairies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they must clearly exist in this world. Because in the book, it says, uh, Patch drew himself up a bit huffily. There was really no comparison, as far as he was concerned. So it's almost like fairies do exist in some aspect in this world because it's not like patch was like what the heck is a fairy you know what i mean like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he was like there's no comparison between an elf and a fairy
0: and and even on screen the way he reacts he reacts like it's a real thing yeah it's like no of course not i'm not a fairy i'm an elf so, yeah, maybe in a, in, if we continue Santa Claus to movie war, <laughs> they can encounter the Tooth Fairy and the fairies at some point.
1: Yeah, like a whole other realm. But, but
0: why are you here? Well, I gather you're a great toy giver. I'm a great toy maker. We should get together. Why should I do that? Okay, and then Patch responds with our second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know the old saying? Heaven helps those who help their elf. Our elf pun sound effects getting a workout these past couple of weeks. I know. They're making up for lost time. There was a definite lack of elf puns for a long stretch of the movie. (laughs) So here we go. Are you ready for this one? You know, I've let a lot of elf puns slide, but this one, this one's kind of a reach. I know it's still on the self pun, Mm -hmm. but heaven helps those who help their elf they cut out elf defense but kept that one
1: i know <laughs> i i feel like um i i feel like that that was a really big stretch you know like it isn't one of my favorites
0: so it is a pun on the phrase god helps those who help themselves yeah it's a motto that emphasizes, I'm on the, there's, there's a Wikipedia page.
1: For this phrase?
0: For, for this phrase, God helps those who helps themselves.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was pretty self-explanatory.
0: Don't you mean? Elf-explanatory. elf Elf-explanatory. <sighs>
1: well, I'm not an elf, so.
0: <laughs> the phrase, God helps those who help themselves, is a motto that emphasizes, emphasizes the importance of self-initiative and agency. The expression is known around the world and is used to inspire people for self-help. The phrase originated in ancient Greece as, The gods help those who help themselves, and may originally have been proverbial. It is illustrated by two Aesop's fables, and a similar sentiment is found in ancient Greek drama. Although it is commonly attributed to Benjamin Franklin, the modern English wording appears earlier in Algernon Sidney's work. So there you go. And uh, just for the record, there's no uh, reference to Santa Claus the movie on the Wikipedia page for God helps those who help themselves. Why not? So we'll add that to our list of Wikipedia pages.
1: <laughs>
0: we need to update.
1: Right, we need to add these in.
0: Yep, right after the one one for Bloomingdale's. <laughs> and right. we need to say, in 1985 Santa Claus the movie, Patch says, there's an old phrase, heaven helps those who help their elf. Right. Even in the context of that quote, that pun is a stretch.
1: It's hard, you know? <laughs> It's not really a an so, easy line to so, say either. So,
0: some writer really had to have fought to keep that one in. Yeah. <laughs> and on that on that note, the minute ends. Mm-hmm. I got I got nothing else.
1: Well, do you want to know how the scene is different in the book?
0: I would love to know.
1: Okay, there's just one section that is not in the movie that is in the book, and I mean it. I could see why they cut it, I guess. But um, this happens after Patch says that he is an elf and before the question, Why are you here? So okay. this takes place right in that section right there. And BZ is talking here. What's your game? The toy maker demanded, looking and sounding a little frightened now. BZ had somehow expected this whole scene to dissolve like a bad dream at any moment, but it just wasn't happening. Patch found it odd to be asked about his taste in sports at an important moment like this, but these humans were nothing if not peculiar. Nine pins, he answered politely. Do you play? And then BZ goes, why are you here? So we have... So if we were going to keep this in the movie, it would be, you mean like a fairy? No, I'm not a fairy. I'm an elf. What's your game? Nine pins do you play? Why are you here? (laughs) That's how it would have gone in the movie. So it's like, just like a... Like, that
0: also raises a question is there a bowling alley at the north Pole I know <laughs> Just patch on the bowling team I mean maybe maybe they they have to do We're, something for fun right where he's familiar enough with uh bowling to actually uh, specify nine pins
1: see during their downtime the the reindeer launching tunnel is actually a bowling oh, alley
0: it all makes sense now. <laughs> We've untangled a lot in this one minute about <laughs> Santa Claus the movie lore. Poofing is um, is is something that you can control when you have magic stardust on your person. Yes. Fairies exist in the world of Santa Claus the movie. Right. And there is a bowling alley mm-hmm. in the North Pole. Yeah, where
1: workshop. they play nine pins. Yeah. That is the only difference. Everything else is exactly the same as the movie.
0: Okay, now you have to cross reference the comic book.
1: Oh, I, I from the comic, that that reminds me, last week, uh, I totally missed that in the comic book Towser's position was different. In the book, the novel the book, it said that Towser was the chief assistant and head of research and development. But the comic book said Towser was B.Z.'s lawyer. So there's a, a, a difference there. But
0: I, I lean I more towards the book based yeah. on things we see further in the next few minutes. Well,
1: yeah, that and Towser would have been next to B.Z. during the Senate subcommittee as his lawyer if he was really the lawyer. Oh,
0: yeah, Yeah, that's a good point.
1: You know what I mean? So in the comic book... Um, you know, Patch disappeared from the the storefront last minute. Um, in the comic, it says, the next day in the office of BZ Toy Company, this is what's happening. And you, in the comic, you can see Miss Abruzzi. But as far as this minute goes, you have um, Patch makes another joke. So... Dis- is, it, is it
0: better than is it better than the uh, heaven helps those who help their elf?
1: Well, hold on, hold on. So, Patch disappears, right? And he goes like this, and he disappears. And then when Patch reappears, instead of bouncing all around the office like he does in this minute, he just pops right back up in front of BZ, and he goes and come back again to haunt you like this. <laughs> And then BZ goes, what do you want to help you? A great toy giver like you ought to get together with a great toy maker like me.
0: They kind of condensed it in the comic book.
1: Yeah, and then, so it kind of confused, like, it's a little bit backwards. He states that he wants to help BZ so that Santa Claus will appreciate him. So there's a lot of back and forth, like, it doesn't really go hand-in-hand hand with the movie. So I think I'll post those comic book pages at the end of their conversation so that I don't cross minutes too much because the comic book is way more fluid in this scene than the movie.
0: Yeah, this episode's going to be a lot shorter than uh, last week's, I, I, I have a feeling.
1: Last week's was a long one.
0: And uh, we have about three more minutes of uh, <laughs> Patch and BZ just going back and forth with each other. Right. And it's a lot of fun. And yes, the for free minute is coming up, I think in about three weeks now.
1: Yeah, I'll have to double, coming right I'll have to up.
0: double check. Mm-hmm. I'll have to double check. So what are we going to do? I, I, I don't know. We need to think of something spectacular to do for what arguably is one of the most famous minutes of the movie.
1: Yeah, I'm sure people know this for free without even understanding where it came from.
0: I don't know why it's not a meme yet, but we will get there in a few weeks. <laughs> We've been trying. Yes. We've been trying to make it a meme. We,
1: <laughs> we try.
0: <laughs> so, Ben, uh, you mentioned the website. Um, where can they find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram,
1: and Twitter at Santa Minute. And you can email us at santabytheminute at gmail.com. And our website is always linked down in the show notes below.
0: And each and every Wednesday, Ben and I post a brand new episode. That was going to be repetitive. (laughs) Ben and I posted a brand new episode, and, and, you know, each and every one of those episodes, (laughs) we post for free. For free!